fungus, we eat the 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 fungus, Good morning, the 20th at 6.30 a.m. Late start, late, late start, I slept in. I had to take care of baby this morning. That's right. So how you guys doing? How you doing? I got these cars in the background. That's part of my walk. I'm going for a walk. And I love it. I love my walks. I look forward to them. And the biggest question I always have is, which way am I going to walk? But does it really matter? And how much time do I have to walk? Now, I finally listened to the Paul Stamets interview. The long overdue, the most anticipated of Joe Rogan and this guy says that we are the fungus that we're related to the fungus that humans and animals are derived from the fungus so think about that kids Think about that. And he talks about the mycelium network being able to solve um, neural problems. It has more neurons than the brain. And um, we talked about that topic back in uh, November, I think. where I realized how it has all the information for all the streets. Based upon the road cuts and the weight of the vehicles. Look at these deer. Now we have an invasion of bucks, young bucks in our area which are a male deer. This guy's just looking at me. He's just right here. This huge buck. And I think that they're the young generation that was born this year. So I guess they're gonna start beating each other up and kicking each other out in a rutting season. 
I'm not sure. I don't know all the things about deer. But I was just imagining that they're going to spread out. Because normally you only see females. And the males get pushed out. I'm off the main road. <clears throat> so that's it. That's the update for today. I'm still fighting with my JavaScript. I started work. I started work again. And, um... People were uh, writing me emails like, Well, when are you going to come back to the office? But it looks like I have another 30 days off. So I've collected quite the uh, time off. So, I don't know. But, um, they must have been, um, stressed out because some really basic stuff wasn't done. The communication networks are not working properly. Self-organizing systems are not self-organizing enough. So anyway, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? I, I think our listenership has dropped to dangerously low levels. I remember having more people listening. I think we lost some key listeners. And maybe it was people complaining about not respecting their time. Not being usable enough. Useful enough. And so forth. So I'm starting to think about that as a message. What can we do? And I thought maybe I should include some thoughts about the outside world and not be completely isolated in my math bubble. Like yesterday we talked about Ronald Reagan. Um, I listened to this guy Mr. Watch the Watchers. And he was going over the conditions of the January 6th people who have been detained for six months. And their lawyer was documenting the situation where their rights were being violated and they're being treated basically as political prisoners. 
And then someone else was talking about, I don't know if it was Alex Jones. I sometimes listen to him for the first five minutes just to get an idea of what's going on in the Alex Jones world. Someone was talking about um, how China was a successful country. They imported the capitalism of Singapore, but they kept their repressive um, they kept their repressive control over society. And um, that that is the model that we're shifting towards with the Democrats is one of a control of speech and less freedom, less truth. I mean, the thing is, is that I don't always buy it because under Bush, we had the same exact stuff with him lying about weapons of mass destruction. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican, really. Maybe Trump was a little bit different in terms of um, being less of a stooge of the system, maybe. At least he said he was, supposedly. But um, I don't really like to get into this whole discussion. I don't know enough about it. And I'm not prepared to talk about it. The things that fascinate me... So I listened to this Lex Friedman talk yesterday about life and how it originates. And the lady was saying that life could have originated twice on Earth. And that they're looking at molecules and trying to study the, the path to create them, how many generations of information gathering would be needed. It's kind of like if you ever look at um, how photosynthesis works, how sugars are created. It's this incredibly complicated structure that has evolved over time and gotten more and more complicated. Even the sugars, the chains get longer and longer. Um, so that it's quite interesting how it all fits together and they're basically trying to understand for given molecules what their complexity factor is and say you know how much information is contained how much life is in this molecule as a measure and then they because they say that we're always looking for certain molecules in space. 
It's like, oh, we're going to look for this molecule. And she's saying, well, you shouldn't look for this molecule, that molecule. You should look for complex molecules. That are not created naturally. So ones that contain information. I thought that was very interesting. And I'm really fighting with this um, stupid 3D stuff where it's just displaying a blank page for two days. I've been fighting with it. And even if I Even if I uh, replace the code with some example code, it still fails. So I need to go back to the drawing board and get something that's working to begin with. It's amazing how much work goes into these new streets all the things that they put effort into. They've now installed this big metal box. I guess it controls either the... Either it controls the... Um, the railroad or controls the street lamps. I don't know what it is, this big controller box they installed here. But um, I want to be back at home at 8.30. So that means that, <clears throat> let's do some calculations. It's 6.46 now. So it's 7.46. I should be back at this spot. So I have an hour. I have a half an hour to walk up. Away. So at 7.15. I should turn around and come back which will give us another hour of podcast, which is okay. And I'm kind of torn, guys. I really am on what to do, what to change. But I realize... That one, I don't have so much to say that's new. And that you can get all the information that I have from other people, basically. Maybe some insights. Maybe some local information. But what am I really... Even this whole fungus idea. I mean, has Terrence McKenna and Paul Stamets, Stamets not said it all better than me? 
you know, what makes me, um, what makes me, um, worth listening to, especially if I'm not bringing you new information or, um, you know, just, Confirming your biases for you, you know? A lot of what people want is just someone to confirm their biases to them. But Gino says we have to work out. And we have to love our workouts. And I guess these walks are like the practice recordings for the podcast that was never produced. That's the best way to put it. Like the next step would be to actually do some summaries. But I can tell you right now, maybe there's some random bits that are funny. Maybe we can document our ideas. But it's not like I'm... uh, dropping ultimate knowledge here. So maybe I first need to actually find something new to talk about, right? I mean, some of my math stuff, I think, might be interesting. But uh, a lot of it is maybe just documenting my personal journey, my life, not really dropping information for you, I mean when we did the uh, new books reviews, we were definitely uh, bringing in new information. And maybe we should do some more of those new book shows. I haven't actually been listening to new books in a while. And today I forgot my safety vest. But I started to bring the chickens some food again. And, um, because they were really missing that. Their little treats in the morning. And it turns out that the new chickens, the big black ones, that they are almost big enough to kick the um, established ones' butts. So that in the next couple of months, they're going to get so big that they will become the dominant chickens in the roost. So, I thought that was interesting. We got this foosball, tish foosball, 
table from Goodwill for 10 bucks. And the kids have, have, been, have been having a blast. They come over to the house, they ring the door, and they say, can we play foosball? And we bring the table out, we set it up, and they scream and scream, and they have so much fun with it. Oh, my God. They really love the Tisch foosball. <clears throat> the table football. You know, the game with a ball, and you have the... Um, You have the ball and you have the uh, little guys and you spin them around and you can go left and right and spin. <sighs> Concrete pump. Looks like they're pouring a foundation of a new building. Construction is amazing. It's amazing how people are into construction and they've been building for so many years and they have all the skills and knowledge and experience. I mean, I'm even amazed with my dad who built so many things at our house. And um, I never had the skills or patience to do it most of my constructions are shit. I guess it's also mathematics, static, statics. You know, load-bearing, ge geometry, and uh, concepts of strength and torque, physics. Now, what's interesting is this fungal intelligence that they talk about, where they take um, oats and they place them at certain spots, and the slime molds and fungus are able to they're able to um, find the best connection between all these different points, a spanning network. It's quite interesting. They did that for Tokyo Subway and um, for Paris and I'm thinking Can we simulate the slime mold behaviors in some way? It's just that it has a uh, 
intelligence that solves things all at the same time, it seems. It's very interesting. It solves them in parallel. Okay, one road to cross. So, so my rain garden, my rain gutter system has uh, successfully absorbed all the water from the rain event the other day. They took it off the road into the dirt and now it's all absorbed in the dirt except a small little puddle that should be gone by the end of the day. So that's all working. Um, and I think if I have to increase the size a little bit and then start um, and then start uh, planting. Now some people fill it in. I'm, other people I saw they don't fill it in, they just plant inside of the basin, <coughs> inside of the carve out. So I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna make the hole bigger and wider and more, you know, smooth, and then um, look for some plants that don't grow too high because it's on the corner of a road. And um, you're not allowed to block the uh, vision of people going around the corner and cause accidents and have little kids get killed because of your rain garden. So that's important to watch out for. <clears throat> so I think um, strawberries might be good. I need to look into other uh, plants that are flood drought resistance like I guess they're called swamp plants and um, well that's a neat looking crate they have T.S. Smith and Sons has a box that's built on top of a pallet look at they have a box chute or a crate chute coming out of the supermarket. I wonder if someone could crawl in there. I'm sure they have a door on the other side. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I hope you can even hear me because of this noise. 
I wonder if the idling laws apply to these uh, large trucks unloading and loading. This is some kind of dead animal. Oh, it's a dead fox, oh my god. I gotta get a picture of this. A dead fox. So 20-some primates eat mushrooms, and um, says Paul Stamets, which would make sense that the mushrooms co-evolved. Well, he's saying that we're, we're derived from them. So symbiotic systems and we also have our gut flora and we have kombucha alcohol yeast bread all these things which is quite incredible let's check our time 701 another 15 minutes before we head back I'm not sure I'm going to even head up to the um, cemetery for the very fact that it's, I have to go through those bushes there and get ticks <clears throat> and then they could jump onto baby. So maybe look at the baby rabbit. So maybe I'll just stay on this side of the uh, today the natural borders the green fence this soccer field's not level the same as our tish football it's not level I've been thinking about ways to level it. I guess one thing that I could do is put these blocks of wood with screws that you can adjust, like adjustable feet, and you could use that to level them. And this kid, this kid's grandpa never says hi. He's like the most antisocial grumpy guy ever. I see him on the road, he drives by, I wave to him. He just like completely blanks me. 
so anyway and then the guy kid's father's like oh <clears throat> instead of saying thanks for taking my kids to the swimming pool yesterday and paying for them because I kind of got them in on our family pass he's like oh you could just give me my, your family pass and we could go I said dude that's just going to get him get me kicked out You know, they made an exception for us that day. And I told them, I told them we're going to get the, the family pass. And that it's a great investment. And he's like, oh, we're going to get Dorney Park. But Dorney Park is like a day trip over in Pennsylvania. And swimming pool, the kids can walk there themselves. So... You go figure, usability and convenience is a key factor here in the, um... Okay, it's 7.05. I'm making my circle. I'm going to start heading back. But I'm going to meander. Meander a little bit. The sun is really coming up now. It's going to start blazing in a minute. I hope you can hear these birds singing. There's a little baby rabbit here next to me running around and um, we had a cicada on our door this morning just hanging out and the great thing is, is in our neighborhood we live in a cul-de-sac and we have now a great group of kids who play with each other you know they're playing foosball and stuff and it's at the end of the road and the kids can play and it's really a great atmosphere it's really a great atmosphere for the kids and there's no cars driving by it's the it's a dead end cul-de-sac in a development that's also a dead end so there's no through traffic at all the only danger is the stupid diesel the Romanians they have this uh, ice cream truck that spits out so much diesel fumes it makes you want to gag it's like instant headache instant headache Someone from work, they said to me that they didn't spend time with their kids and take time off in the beginning. And that that's admirable.
And the other lady's like, oh. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to even say it. I'm not going to even say it. Do you know? I went to the library yesterday. The library lady's like, she wouldn't um, help me. She's like, where's your ID? I was like, I don't have an ID with me. And she looked at me like I was a monster. And I said, well, my wife has an ID with her, but she's taking care of the baby. And then she looked at me like, baby, we don't like babies here. And then she's like, she was totally unhelpful and unfriendly at the library. Just really mean and nasty. So, so much for people over process, you know? These guys are definitely process over people. So I have to get my driver's license and go there. I just can't help but think about the bank where they fired the guy one day before his retirement, uh, whatever it is. You know, you earn more money, you'd have like a tenure of some kind. And they just fired him the day before so that he wouldn't get his, uh, his bonus or whatever it is. I mean, that was really one of the nastiest atmospheres I've ever worked in, working at the bank. It really changed my whole perspective on life. So what are we going to talk about next? Well, we could just stop. 
at 39 minutes and I could just leave you with this it seems that hour long podcasts or three hour long podcasts may not be respectful of your time Well, I want to talk about these, uh, what, this Stamnitz fungus thing a little bit longer. And just this vision that I had yesterday. I was pouring water into um, my uh, ceramic water filter. So we have a ceramic water filter. You just pour water into it. And um, it's like this Arabian thing. Middle Eastern thing. But uh, I think also Mr. Alex Jones was selling them as the big Berkey water filters. It's basically a big ceramic stone with the water filters through. In any case, I have a water filter, I have a ceramic water filter. I was preparing my fungus, my new batch of kombucha. So an update on the kombucha is that um, 10 days is a good time to ferment it in the summer. And um, I uh, put it in the refrigerator now to slow down the um, to slow down the uh, the process of growing because it turns out that the kombucha turns a little bit into uh, it turns a little bit into uh, it's very sour if you just let it run. So, um, instead of just letting it process and uh, go crazy, if you cool it down and slow it, it'll slow down the process. And at this point, after 10 days, it's really bubbly effervescent um, and it's very tasty the green tea it's green tea cold brew and I started a new batch today or yesterday with uh, brown sugar and I have a huge collection of scobies if anyone wants a scoby let me know I've got a huge collection of them I've just been I have a scoby hotel Yeah, my uh, son's karate teacher also has a landscaping company. And he has this big truck parked here on the uh, corner.
so. But maybe um, all this random noise and random bits of life is not interesting. You know? It's not interesting to other people to peep in on my life. Maybe it's interesting to my dad. Maybe. My wife's definitely not interested in listening to me. And the other um, people on the podcast are not either. So we're really getting ourselves backed into a corner here. An existential crisis. I guess you could just call me lamenting or complaining. And I already said there's not going to be any more complaining. I guess I'm not living up to my own standards. So, if we switch gears to dropping knowledge, like what are things that people need to know? Like, what is it, what's my message to the young bucks? Well, the one thing, two or three things that I have imparted on other people, um, that I have learned myself, are one, um, Emacs is an incredible editor very complicated, not so user-friendly, not so memorable. But it's the self-documenting and allows you to search for the functions, so that makes it more usable as well. I'd like to have I'd like to have a function in Emacs that says that looks at my um, key bind, keys that I use and comes up with tells me what key what 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 functions I use the most I guess I could record macros keystrokes and then um, analyze those keystrokes so that's one thing and you can script it and you can download packages for it and so forth and it's been a great learning experience Emacs always something to learn there and um, some people have adopted it what else do we have 
while using the debugger for everything and stepping through all the code, inspecting everything, direct inspection, and then also all these observability tools as documented by Brendan now that's something where I think I could contribute idea of studying and analyzing intermediate data has not been as fruitful as I would have liked. I guess that's where we get into documenting things for myself. So I guess you guys can all stop listening now and I'm just going to go on and talk about stuff that uh, no one's going to be interested in. So basically, internal data structures of programs that represent other programs, right? <clears throat> like say we said we mentioned the macro recorder. Okay. Well, what are the data structures in the macro recorder? How's the memory laid out? What are the little bits and bobs in there? What do they mean? How do they occur? Where do they come from? What's the intention? the source so there's this big audit trail causality of um, this audit trail or causality of what causes what and um, 
starts off with people trying to do something. People trying to do something, having a purpose or a goal. And then encoding that purpose into some code for execution, collecting information, processing information, and structuring it. And, um, that this structuring effort is somehow related to the original intention. Now someone else might structure it completely different with the same intention. And um, the original intention of the C language was an operating system and a shell, a set of tools. And um, those evolved over time, adding in more and more features. Now we could also just look at assembly code or machine code, or just the memory of the computer, right? The halted execute a core dump at any given point in the program's life, right? Or a series of core dumps. And the question would be, how can we make these core dumps smaller? And I'm sure this question has been asked and they have different uh, flight recorders and, and so forth. The um, CRIO project, Checkpoint Restore and User Space. We've talked about all of this before. And then we've also talked about and gone into virtual machines and emulators. Um, so how can we construct more and more abstraction layers or virtualization layers around this so that we don't actually run on the machine, we run on a virtual machine. And um, then we get into, I guess, WebAssembly and other things. Brainfuck, Turing machines, 
and so forth. So the intention gets squished more and more down through more and more layers of transformations and changes, compilations. And the audit records get more and more complicated to the point, I guess, where you could say that the original intent is lost somehow. Once we get into machine learning, the actual model is not directly related to the intention. You can't say that things are modeled directly by the machine in a certain way. And, um, oh yeah, so on this topic of looking for runs in pi, well, first of all, I was thinking, what if we express pi one over uh, pi and base pi? Wouldn't that be um, 0.1? What's this? I think my garbage alarm went off. Yeah. So what if instead of using base 10, we use base pi? And, um, or we used base, the largest prime number ever. Like, what if we use humongous bases <clears throat> for everything? And at what point do we run out of memory? Obviously, that's the one thing. But at what point do we uh, find repeating segments like the Midi's theorem, where you have a mirror image? decimal expansion so that's what I've been thinking about as well so base pi or base very large numbers how would that change the um, decimal representation And if we have sequences of runs of numbers, you know, we see them repeating for the two, for example, like the next digit after two is one. Well, what if we change the base to a larger base? Will the repeating change?
so that's something I'm going to explore for these large digits that I found, these large primes that have these long non-repeating sequences um, instead of doing base 10 and having 10 digits we could do base 20 and then if it base 20 overflows we could go to base 30 and so we could just keep on upping the bases whenever we, we get a um, an overflow and just translate the thing so I suppose that at some point Either you'll reach the base of the prime itself, and it'll be 0.1, or we reach some intermediate step where there's a mirror image. So that's something I'd like to explore. So, and there we go. There's one of the reasons why this podcast is useful because I get to work out some ideas and come up with experiments to try and um, an experienced mathematician would say you're wasting your time dreading to read the response of my math professor to my last email. I haven't even looked in weeks. I'm just scared to even look. But I shouldn't be. Say that's like a bad character trait of me, being scared of the response. Okay guys, well, I think this is it for now. The main road is going to get really loud here, so I'm just going to stop recording and just bid you adieu, ade, au revoir, au wiedersehen, tum jeta. They say, um, Persian deity for the Holy See. Well, I wish you good health, Shindet. See you later. Feed the fungus, feed the fungus, feed the fungus, feed the fungus.